¿Qué pasa, everybody? This is the third and final episode of Off the Cuff with Jamie Gonzalez, otherwise known as Puta de la Fruta. I mean, if you've made it this far and you still don't know how to address this queen, pues now you know. I'm going to tag quite a few people, businesses, and organizations in the show notes out on our Instagram page. So please, please, please go check it out. And if you're not already following us, we would love it if you did. Uh, there are two events coming up that are mentioned in this episode, but I'm going to go ahead and shout them out here. Uh, the first one is going to be an event taking place at Rerooted, which is located near the hemisphere right next door to um, Lick Ice Cream Shop. Um, this event is actually going to be taking place on March the 31st. So by the time you listen to this, um, you'll still have a few more days to check it out. Uh, you can go to Rerooted's Instagram page and look for the event tickets for that. Uh, Jamie actually does go into detail about what that event is about, its purpose, and what you can expect. Um, also, in April, Jamie will be showcasing, showcasing her Pecha Kucha. I'm pretty sure I'm saying that wrong. Uh, it's going to be held at Mission Marquee Drive-In Theater, and we will definitely remember to share details as that event draws closer. Um, you'll have to listen if you want to learn what a Pecha Kucha is. Um, but we sincerely appreciate everyone who took the time to tune in to listen to this amazing story and what Jamie is doing. We hope you enjoy this last and final episode of this three-part series. Uh, if you are starting off with this episode, you got to go back two more episodes to get the full uh, effect, if you will. But uh, anyway, y'all, thanks. Take care. And hey, go get yourself a big Fresh Market box, y'all. So he's gotten to do some of these. And when the seniors ask those questions now, I'm like, I tell people when they ask me about growing produce, right? Just like as a basic person and not even what your idea is, but when people are like, I want to grow produce, what should I do? And I'm just like, please don't grow tomatoes are really hard. Um, don't try to grow the squash. If you're just going to grow something at home, because you want to feel like you're growing something also, start with herbs. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And the reason why, not just because they're easy, right? Because that's easy. Yeah. It makes you feel good. You're like, oh my God, I grew this. I grew this a lot <laughs> But also because in the fresh produce section of the grocery store, okay, the acceptable loss of produce there is up to a 50% loss of produce. That's why your produce costs so much also. Don't let them make you think it's just because of trucks. They also, like go to HEB, um, and you see this wall of pre-chopped produce okay mm -hmm. all these fruit cups and stuff now i'm not against a fruit cup i make fruit cups in our warehouse like we have a whole thing but a company like heb right and i'm gonna call them out and i do love them but and they're not any different than kroger and walmart and i like this mm -hmm. but they contract with companies to make an abundance of processed items right to fill that wall to take up space that's real estate to them it's all has a value to it all right and that fresh stuff can only be there and mm -hmm. um, for up to seven days, and it has to still have the three-day life on it before two or three days before they can, you know, or they have to sure. throw it out, mm -hmm. right? So now they're going to market the fifty percent off, and then they're going to toss it. And here's what they did: if they lose up to fifty percent of what's on that wall, that stuff isn't what's going back to the food bank. The food bank's not receiving the fruit cups for donation. Mm -hmm. They're receiving the overabundance of breads and cakes and donuts and dry goods mm -hmm. and the bulk produce usually comes sorry, from the produce companies here, not really from like an HEB, okay? Mm -hmm. <clears throat> that stuff gets tossed. Those cups get tossed. Those fruit trays that you see get tossed. In the trash. In the trash. And not only that makes me are sad. tossing the mm -hmm. produce, right? But they have continued to contribute to being one of the largest wasters of plastic in this country. So mm -hmm. there is a time and a place for a fruit cup, for true convenience where you live in a food desert and buying a watermelon, a cantaloupe, a pineapple, and a honeydew is not only cost prohibitive, but you can't fit that into your house. You can't take that back to your office and cut it all. And most people are going to throw half that fruit away. Mm -hmm. That makes sense. So like when we go into like a corner store, a bodega, we're only cutting to order. There should be more of that. We should reduce the size of that segment of the grocery store. The convenience foods in the grocery store are only produced to sell to you and throw away. And they're only meant for a certain segment of people and a certain, you know. Yeah. And nobody, nobody spends their free stamps on this. 
They really don't. They yeah, don't. Yeah, they sit on junk. They because they're not trained for that either, right? Yeah. And so that's how I, that's why I teach people that hummus is the same thing as being there. If you like being there, if you like hummus, hummus is good for you. Yeah. Hummus is great, by the way. Hummus is delicious. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hummus is delicious. Um, and so that's where you see where like a lot of that waste happens then. And that causes higher prices in food as well. So the herbs, um, bless you. the herbs are, have the highest markup of almost oh, anything. Right. That's why. There you go. That little bundle of herbs. Because they go yeah, bad faster? They go bad faster. Yeah. And they do. And they do. You ever, have you ever bought fresh rosemary? You better mm -hmm. better make that. Yeah. Just put the rosemary plant outside. Natural insect repellent will grow and grow, will die in a freeze, will come back. Lavender's the same way. Yeah. I'm trying, okay, so going uh, to the growing part, I recently, I'm very proud of myself. I don't know if it's going to turn out, but I did plant a lot of herbs. Nice. And um, I have some lavender in a, a moist napkin in my fridge right now. You started now. it. Yeah. Yeah. I love fresh lavender. Me I love too. cooking with it. I love the smell of it. Yeah. I don't love when my dog eats the entire plant. I have this huge plant. Oh. And I can't Is it good anything. for... Can they eat it? They can eat it. It's oh, okay. Fine. Okay. It's like an 80-pound goat. I mean, <laughs> like, just, he eats all things. the things. Like, he eats way too many things. Um, But those are good places to start. That's good. That's when a good. You, when you're going to try to grow for a larger group of people. Sure. Right? You know, there's a couple of places that I would recommend that you go to for support. Um, and the building a community garden versus building a garden in your backyard. Those mm -hmm. are two different groups of people. I would tell you to reach out to. Okay. Okay. And then in addition to that, um, when you start to look at how and why, right? Community garden, <clears throat> I would go to the Green Space Alliance for that okay they also have resources to help you build that mm. they're gonna help you design they get like grants they have resource money and stuff like that mm -hmm. the <clears throat> design a garden in your in your home or in your backyard mm -hmm. or even in a smaller like kind of setting like this like for seniors in a, in a specific group okay so i'm the bootha right <laughs> <laughs> you should have these two women on your on your podcast as well they're called Two Hose Gardening. Oh, I want them on my yes, show too. The Two Hose. And yes. I just learned that they're they're here. They're here. Yes. I thought they were in another state. No, and they um so I'm the president of the Food Policy Council. One of our projects that we're doing mm -hmm. through our urban agriculture group is the Tamoxalum Food Forest. Um I don't grow the food at the food forest. I'm not really one of the volunteers. I'm making sure the political things happen. However, we have an executive committee that is that leads up to food forest, the planning of it, the cultivating of everything, and then I, my board is like, are you doing it the right way? What is it called? The Tamoxifen Food Forest. Where is that at? Yeah. That is in Padre Park in Mission. Uh, right. By I've Michigan heard of Park. that. Oh, okay. I've heard of that. Yeah. That's us too, and um, and so the two hoes are. I loved. I loved saying that. What about them? But the two hoes are also on the executive committee of that food forest with us now as well, and that's how they're involved with the food policy council. They are also friends with the compost queens, of course. Dropping names left and right. I told I told the compost queens that I was going to come and drop yeah, I, I I was absolutely yeah. Kate and I represent two ends of the food system, the beginning and the end of it. Yeah, yeah. Um, we we know some farmers were always like they're like they're like so the farmers grow it, it gets cut down, they give it to all the people. Kate gets scraps and she makes the compost out of it. The yeah. compost goes back. The circle. And you grow the food. We are the circle. Yeah. No, we are the circle. Love we're it. Like, we're like two ends of the spectrum, her and I. And um, her organization is fantastic. But Two Hose is a great resource for local residential stuff. Mm -hmm. um, and the Green Space Alliance for larger, like, community-style projects. Yeah. So, real quick, I just had a thought. Like, uh, for all of the food that HEB is throwing out, is there any way that... Maybe she can get her hands on that and create that into a compost. Um, Instead of this, so going I would say yes and no. Oh, so like compost queens. Yeah. What happens is because when I early on when I met Kate and in her business, they looked at doing the composting from like they wanted my stuff. Mm -hmm. So in San Antonio and a lot of places, the composting and recycling your trash. If you're a large company, right, very cost prohibitive. It's the opposite of what you want me to tell you. Um, I can't pay Kate to take my composting. I want her to pay me for my trash. Does that make sense? Oh. And the compost company wants you to pay them to take it. And I'm like, no, 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 no. 
I know you need that. I want to sell it to you. Yeah. Um, with Kate, we had looked at it a few years, like a few years ago, just for my processing of, um, like taking the peel off of onion and stems off of jalapenos and stuff like mm-hmm. that. And at that time she couldn't handle that, that sizing of it. What you would really want is you would want H-E-B to engage in their own program of that. Okay. And at that program that engages like with a large municipality, they create a lot of food waste. Like, and, and so much where it would take a couple of Kate's companies to, like, like the regular trash won't even. And in in our city, where we want to try to empower people to, like, understand not just food better, but the food system better, right? Mm-hmm. When we say we're food illiterate, we, have, we, we really don't understand, like, that life cycle of the food as well. Mm-hmm. And so when we start to build community with people... It's not just to get them to create access. Like, I want you to eat better. I want you to eat more fruits and vegetables. Yeah. Sure. I want you to come to that table. I want you to have conversations. Like I kind of wish, you know, the healthcare and the food industry can just like marry each other and yeah. show people what to eat or, you know, being even like holistic. I'm doing air quotes. And like in, in like healthcare, they don't train people to talk about food in a fun way. They don't even know how. They are just as food illiterate, right? And so when you go in and you start to look at, um, now people want to do more, right? We want to feed people. We want to be part of something. We want to make gardens that help feed our community. Um, I have people that are involved in the Food Forest Project who are great. They're amazing. They got involved in this in the middle of COVID. They've never, some of them have not participated in like large community projects where the government is involved. Mm -hmm. And you have to keep like, certain people happy and certain people, you know, and not say the right names and stuff. And the reaction to that is, well, why are you going to stop me? Oh, I totally get that too. Like, I want to do that. But when we've never engaged in building in like a civic way, right, and being more civic-minded society, we don't know how to do that beyond the get really angry and you're not going to tell because you're not going to tell me what Mm -hmm. to do or we just don't participate at all. It's not productive. Yeah, and then it becomes not productive and you're like, how do I do this? I want them to be empowered. I want to build community with them. And there's things that we should all be angry about when it comes to our food and our environment and healthcare and equity. And yes, there's times that we should be involved at, um, angry at our mayor and times that we should maybe be angry at our county judge or city council versus county But I, I kind of feel like it's like you don't know what you don't know. Absolutely. And no one's ever done that, right? So if I'm going to empower you to build a food forest and I'm going to empower you to do healthy corner store programs or to help feed the community and sell at my markets, like that may excite you to do something, mm-hmm. but it doesn't have to excite you to do what I'm doing. Right. If I'm going to excite you to do something else though, and this is me and this is where the Jamie of me overlaps and all the different things that I like to do. If I'm going to do that, then I feel like I should be responsible to teach you what to do with that power. I'm not going to tell you how to use it. I'm not going to force you to even agree with me. Mm-hmm. But if you don't understand the civic process here, or nobody's ever told you the difference between city and county government mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. how it works and when that funding cycle works and when is a good time to like go and talk and when you shouldn't show up there and stuff like that, and you don't have to know all of it. But if you've never been exposed to any of it, right. How am I going to get you to advocate for what I believe in, much less what you don't even realize you believe in yet? Mm. And that is also why I do what I do. If I get you to eat the freaking chayota squash, you're going <laughs> to like me enough to be like, what else can we do? Yeah. And then we're going to have a conversation about what the difference is between the county judge and the mayor one day so that when you are impassioned about what's going on in our community, whether it's food or healthcare or the roads that we're driving on, that you know how not just to be a voice, but where you should shout toward. Mm-hmm. And I've learned that since COVID. I, and I think I kind of knew that in knowing and community building, but I've really seen it more where so many more of us want to be engaged in a civic way that makes me like, there's like a 16-year-old dorky me that was protesting against dome dirt. That's just like, these are all my people now. And my daughter laughs at me for that. But, you know, I, I've seen a lot of people, not just within that example, but just in the community at large where we're passionate, we have ideas, we're angry about things in a way that we've never, like, used our voice before. Right. And I want people to understand 
these are the ways that you can use that more positively. Sure. And I'm going to get you to come to my table to tell you that mm-hmm. by showing you really cool produce and you thinking that I'm the cool produce lady or I'm the fruit that's the fruit that. Mm-hmm. People want to know that. People want to talk to that. Even if it's just like, I can't believe people call you Buddha. Oh, give me five minutes with them and that's, <laughs> you know, I'm going to have you showing up somewhere probably afterwards or at least trying something new. That is my goal. Like, that's my legacy at the end of the day. Yeah. And you're, you're so an advocate for so many people, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, having this following on social media and, you know, people listening to the podcast, they're going to realize, like, yeah, I didn't know any of this. Because a lot of the things that you're, you're telling me, I'm just like, I had no clue. Sure. Mm-hmm. And it makes me feel like I've been living under a rock or, you know what I mean? And a lot of it was, like, but the things that I know about like maneuvering in the community yeah getting the city to give you money getting the county pitching those ideas um i you know i the the gen xer in me doesn't want to like be labeled anything Mm -hmm. i don't want to participate in anything i don't want you know like i'm too cool for everything still um there is that like inherently in me you know but i also know and i believe and i tell people this that the people that are like well i don't vote because like it's a broken system or I don't believe in capitalism. It's broken, so I'm not going to be part of capitalism anymore. I am, like, the most evil person in the room that brings joy to people. Um, Do I love, like, all the horrible things about capitalism? No, I don't. I did watch up seeing my, grow up seeing my dad sell pants to people at Solo Serve, though. I get the system, you know. They were Z Cavariccis, and they were irregular, but everybody liked them in the 90s. And so, they did. The little button was on the wrong side. And so, um... And so, yeah, what I do is not a nonprofit. Um, I am creating things that are sustainable, that create economy and commerce, that give people jobs so that they're not waiting in lines, right? Mm -hmm. And if I don't learn the system, then I can't disrupt the system. So I will do the best that I can with what's right there while I strive to change it long term Then, rather than be the person that says, screw the system, it doesn't work for anybody, so I'm not going to participate yeah. in it. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, no, I'm going to learn it, and I'm going to make it work for me for and for sure. everybody else around me. And that is the first thing that you have to do. The minute you give up on that, you've lost it. You've lost yeah, yourself. Yeah. You know, why should I follow you then? You don't even, like, you don't even participate. And... <laughs> Find a reason to participate and do it in some way for you. Mm-hmm. For me, it was food. And for me, it's been food, and I get to tell people that. I I loved government history in school. I have a friend, and he's like, Jamie's one of the most civically-minded people I've ever met. And he introduced me to that way to a group of people, and I was just like, I don't even know what to think about you right now. And uh, later, I knew what he meant. And so, because I think that all of us should participate in a way, even if we're, it's because we're angry. Mm-hmm. Um but we should find the right channels to, for that anger because I am living proof that you can be the outward-facing movement of something, like for the Heart Association, I feed people every day with their money, and also be angry at a broken system and be a voice that's saying, this isn't right. This yeah. is how we change it. This is how we fix it. Mm-hmm. This is how we still sell to the to the cool restaurants, but make sure that you know what the Toyota squash is and how it should be yeah. affordable to you, you know? And and that's what that's what we need. We need that awareness. Yeah. Oh yeah. And that gets people excited about the other thing. Mm-hmm. Your thing could be the streets, you know. And and I really hate the the lumpy streets too. But <laughs> you know, or it could. I be know there's that, a pothole that I avoided, and I was like, I'm, you're not gonna give me this. You're not gonna give me this time. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and era when we look at sustainability and like climate change in the community, equitable access to healthcare. All of that goes back to the access of food and healthcare. The basic right. And information. Yes, because they don't have it, right? There's not, even in the, the digital divide that we see, part of why I like to go do markets at the bibliotheque locations at the, and at the libraries is because I'm giving you a reason to go there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, and I hope you're going there so you're gonna come and see me too. Right. You know, but if we put food where you can also access the internet, then I can tell you that at every bibliotech location in San Antonio, right, um, not only are there free resources and computers and internet for people, but you are able, if you have a bibliotech library card, which is free to everybody, mm-hmm. you can check out hotspots and tablets and iPads to use. Nice. And I think you keep them for like three weeks at a time, and then you can recheck them back out. That's again. awesome. Yeah. Um, most people don't realize that. Yeah. I, I did not that. realize that. 
And when I did my first market, I learned that. And I'm like, everybody needs to know what the bibliotheques are. They're building three more right now, by the way. Oh, wow. And, um, and that's, those are the county libraries, but there's no actual books in them. Everything is digital. And that's what they are. I was just about yeah. to ask, what is the difference between the bibliotheque and the library? Yeah. <laughs> you just told us. By the way, they're competitors. <laughs> and so there's a lot of cross competition between the county and the city. Um, you mean the library and bibliotheque? Mm -hmm. I'm going to be honest. I'm very old school. I would probably just end up going to the library. Because you know it, right? <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and I get that too. And not enough people have gone back to the public libraries mm. since COVID. There, it was already kind of like yeah. struggling. And throughout the country, uh, public library systems are engaging in campaigns to try to get people to come back to the libraries. Mm. I do the library, the Johnston Library. I've been there like three times mm -hmm. already. This is like, this is my newest library. And the first one, we have like 20 people. I'm trying to get at least 50 people at a market. And we had the second one. It was super cold. And I went to the third one. And I had an interview for the current. They were going to do the photo shoot for the cover yeah. that day. So I was at a corner store taking pictures. And the reporter who wrote that article was there with me. He's also very, very attractive. And uh, <laughs> very attractive. He's a little young for me. He's very attractive. And, uh, and so Brandon was there. And I was like, hey, dude, so what are you doing after this? Oh, I don't know. I'm going to go write. And I'm like, come to my market. Come check out my market. By the way, the weather's been rough and it's been cold. So it's going to be inside today. I'm not really expecting a lot of people. So don't be like underwhelmed by it, you know? And we get there, that market was supposed to start at from 3.30 to 5.30, okay? It's 3.10. The guys are already selling produce and the line is out the door. Wow. Where was this at? What is that? Is that Rigsby right there? Where Walmart is, like Portland South? When you take that right, it suddenly becomes not Rigsby. When you get past yeah. Walmart, it's like, on your way to Lavernia, yeah. on the right-hand side is a very beautiful library called the Johnston. No, not the Johnston. That is... I was going to say the no, Johnston library. Johnston's here on uh, Medina Bay. Yeah, Street. I was going to say. Yeah. I was like, yeah. what library and is that? That one's my most popular one. No, that library is the Schaefer. That's the one. I'm okay. And it was lined out the door. We'd only been there like three times. And we had like 70 shoppers that day. We sold out in an hour and 10 minutes. That's wow. awesome. Brandon's like, oh my gosh. The Johnston, which is where I am tomorrow, um, we're usually outside in the corner of the parking lot. Mm -hmm. We were there on election day. And mm -hmm. they were like, are you sure you want to come on election day? We've had really good turnout on like when, they, when people vote. Mm. And so we're like, yeah, we'll come on election day. And we had to do it inside because there's no parking. Yeah. There was record turnout for the elections. Like, yeah. Even though, yeah, there was record turnout. And they were lined up around the inside of the Johnston. And there was people in line that would pop out to buy produce and then get back in line to try to vote. And we, oh, wow. we sold out that day at that library as well. Yeah, it's right up the street, I believe. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, that's a really nice library also. It's an older library, it's yeah. not like huge, but they have a very nice library. That Schaefer though, that's like one of the newer ones, the neighborhood lobbied for that to be built there. Oh, wow. And it actually has a walking path all around it mm -hmm. that leads into the neighborhood behind it as well. Oh, so wow. you could like literally walk in. Or you could murder somebody. Either way. Like it's yeah, a, it's I mean. a, and they have a beautiful... <laughs> either way. But all of the libraries have told us, and I was not expecting this, because I'm kind of a dork. So, like, my favorite <laughs> thing was the book fair. I've always liked yes. I love the library. Yes. My kids have had library cards since they were three. My mom did that. And so in my mind, like, everybody just sort of goes to the library. I don't know. And all of the libraries that we go to, we go to the Carver, the Schaefer, and the Johnston uh, right now. Um... All of those libraries are sustaining about 40 to 80 shoppers at each of their markets. And that's a two-hour market. And you're there, is it once a month or how? It changes. So, like, the Carver is the first Wednesday of the month. From okay. 11, from 11.30 to 1.30. Um, the Schaefer is the first Thursday of the month, the next day, from 3.30 to 5.30. This is on our social media. We have, like, a little sheet for that. Mm. And then the Johnston is the second Tuesday of the month. Nice. Yeah, the second Tuesday. Well, we'll have to get those details and share them because we'd love for people to go out there. I mean, I'm down the street from one, so right. there's no excuse for me not right. to go. We're going to make you volunteer. <laughs> right. There you go. I, you don't have to make me. I love to volunteer, yeah. so yeah, yeah. I'm good with that. Uh, so regarding, and this will be like the last question before we go into our plugs, but what is your, I mean, you've talked about a lot regarding what Big Fresh Market does, and I, I love what it is that you're doing. I love everything that just the vision and the mission. 
what is um what is like your vision for the future what do you what do you what do you want out of oh, oh man tacos um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so my vision is to build similar programs to these uh, throughout the United States mm. here in San Antonio one of the things that we've already started that makes this become very replicable like you can't trademark a produce market or a box right, right? Like, right. Doesn't, anybody could do that um, but the assistance that we receive from certain organizations, like mm-hmm. the American Heart Association, mm-hmm. when you go to the markets that are funded by the Heart Association, mm-hmm. when you spend at least $5 on produce, you get about 5 to $10 in produce for free for going to that market, for making a healthy choice. Wow, um, I like that. Yeah, and sometimes there's an gonna, incentive. There's an incentive. I'm going to get you there. Um, that started out as what we call like a voucher program, right? And you hand people a thing. You're like, here's a voucher because you live in a food swamp or whatever. And now you're like, oh, thanks. So we don't do that. We don't call it. It's a coupon. Like I'm going to give you a coupon because you made a healthy choice today. Not because you live in a food desert, not because you live in a food swamp. Honestly, I don't care where you live. And that's been difficult to get people to understand because that initial is like, we should only go into communities that have nothing. Oh, we should absolutely go there. We should go there first. We should definitely do that. We should throw the most money that we have at that. Mm -hmm. But just because I don't live in that neighborhood doesn't mean I don't need the encouragement, need the insistence. Mm -hmm. If we're making long-term change for everybody, then everybody should be able to participate at some point. And at that point, it's not based on how much you spend, but how often you're doing these positive things. Like buying produce, taking public transportation, um, volunteering, not just at my events, but at other events. And so this is evolving into what we call the Healthy Rewards Program. That is the bigger vision, where we take money from organizations like the American Heart Association or county money or city money, and we start to create a pool that allows people to register and sign up Mm -hmm. in a different way, and not just because you're being cataloged for not having an income. You're signing up for a rewards program so that when you come, you get more, right? And every time you come, you earn points, you earn rewards if you ride the bus. And so the more robust program would be that we are engaging other inputs yep. that promote a healthier lifestyle. Yep. Mm-hmm. You know, and then imagine not you're just not just earning money to get more fresh produce from that, but imagine that over time those types of rewards, because you're making positive choices, will reward you for things like fiesta tickets. Ooh. The thing that we all like to do that we shouldn't spend our money on right. because we yeah. can't even afford to pay our rent, right? <laughs> and so, like, let's get you some nice tickets because you did the right thing all year long or get you into a Spurs game or get you free bus pass, you know, or in those mm-hmm. types of areas. You could be part of this because you are lower income. You could be part of it because you're a veteran, but because you receive um, Medicaid or just because, or because you ride the bus all the time. People ride the bus for a variety of reasons. Um, Most rewards programs are not equitable because they reward based on the amount of money that you spend over time. And so then I may not be able to catch up with Kat. You know, like there may not be, you're eating all the rewards, and I get get a dollar a year, you know, and... It's not very encouraging. It's not very encouraging. And then we're layering the different needs in a way where... We're acknowledging all the different types of needs without the stigma of being like, you don't have anything, you know, like, you don't have anything. That's why you get that. Go get in that line, you know. Mm-hmm. We're just going to hand you something. We, we, we give you the control. We give you the power. We empower you to be a part of something bigger than yourself at that point. Right. Yeah. And that's, that's so beautiful. I because, can create that anywhere then. Yeah, yeah. because I think that that's, I don't know. I think that's why I don't have a problem. I love to volunteer because I can see the big picture and I'm like, wow, I'm a little person in this, but also like without that, then this, you know, like this, the ministry that I volunteer for, you know, it's the volunteers yeah. and you get to, and I get to see that I've seen how much this ministry has grown and I'm not going to take credit and say they grew because of me. That's not what I'm saying at all. I'm just saying that you, Anybody who wants to give back like that and they can see the big picture and how they contributed, um, I think that will probably encourage more people to to actually 
do things like volunteer or take the bus or, mm-hmm. you know, those things that you talk about. So I think, I, I just think like you said earlier, right? Give it, getting people the information, mm-hmm. uh, making sure we're not gatekeeping. Yeah. Okay. That's so big. I, I have come across it. I've experienced it and I don't understand it. I'm a person, I, you know, if somebody asks me a question, I'm going to help them. I, you know, I didn't. I don't do the things that I do because I just like woke up like that, you know, like someone else taught me Mm -hmm. and I want to teach people those same things too. And that also goes back to, you know, this garden I want to start because I would like to one day be able to teach people how to feel comfortable growing their own food, even if it is a little herb garden in their kitchen. It doesn't have to be full scale. Um, so yeah, I feel like all of this is like, and you really got me to think about a lot of things. Um, we won't really get to go there tonight and I'm totally okay with that, but I wrote down so many different things, different resources that you provide. And I appreciate you sharing those, um, because it really does, you know, what I want to do, the vision is, it's huge. And I, it was only until this past weekend or the weekend before that I started thinking, I was like, you You've got, you've got like an idea, but now you need to figure out how to execute it. And you said something earlier about, you know, knowing the right people, you know, and it is going to take people to help. I, I realized that a long time ago that I was going to need help doing it, but now there's a little bit of direction. I, I obviously still have a lot of questions, but these are some good resources to start with. And, um, you know, it, it's going to start, even if it's with one garden bed, that's where it'll start. Um, eventually it'll get bigger but um i think again you know everything that you're doing and even the the name drop right i'm like this is amazing these are like people who like (laughs) i have been wanting to talk to and i just took it as you know what you're never gonna know unless you ask right because the worst that's gonna happen is people are are gonna say no i'm okay and i'm i'm okay with that too right that's just the way life is but um i I did want to give you an opportunity to share like any plugs or any events. I know you mentioned the different libraries y'all are going to be at, but if you have anything else and we'll get some information and put it in the show notes for everybody. Um, So you can follow me at big fresh market box on Instagram and Facebook. Okay. And we post on there the calendar where we travel through the city every month and changes and updates about the box. If you want to order a box, you can go through our social media to get to the website if you Google Big Fresh Market Box, it, it pops up. Um, in addition to that, in April, I will be doing Pecha Kucha on April the 13th. And for those of you who don't know what a Pecha Kucha is, um, we don't pronounce it correctly here. And mm-hmm. It's a Japanese uh, form of presentation called a 20 by 20. And the presenters have 20 seconds, uh, 20 pictures, 20 seconds per picture to tell a story. It's done twice a year here in San Antonio. It's over 250 cities that do it nationwide. It's a huge, huge honor. And I will either be talking about food or horror movies. I haven't decided yet. (laughs) Talk about both. Yeah. yeah. And so you can find Pecha Kucha uh, San Antonio on Instagram and Facebook. Uh, Pecha Kucha SA will get you there. And it's spelled like it sounds, P-E-C-H-A-K-U-C-H-A. And um, tickets are about $10. There's food. There's drinks. It's a wonderful community event. This one will be at the Mission Marquee Drive-In. I encourage everybody to seek out what that is. It's a really good time. And, you know, nationwide and and worldwide, this is done so that people teach others about the work that they do or the things that they go through Mm -hmm. or the things that they love. And Mm -hmm. it's a wonderful way to get really excited about, like, the other people around you in your community. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm definitely going to check that out because that's... Just the idea of this presentation is I, and I'm curious to see what photos you choose. Oh, I, I, I need a cheering <laughs> section. And my husband, who's, I've made him watch a bunch of Pechacuchas on YouTube. And he told me that um, if I go up there and I cry the whole time, that he will heckle me from the crowd. Oh, man. <laughs> we'll be the one covering his mouth. Yeah. We'll do it. So I'm going to open my Pechacucha by telling everybody that and just immediately calling him out. Then a was, picture of your husband and here's, here's my either. husband. I was like, that man out there in the middle, he's going to boo me, so don't let me cry this whole time. But Because um, <laughs> we've seen some crying pechacuchas. Um, but it is. It's a really good time. It's a great way to support the South Side as well. Yeah. I've never heard of this. I will definitely, yeah. I have the date here. 
<laughs> and yeah, uh, you just let us know what time we need to be there. I'm not be there. selling produce that night. Please don't come and expect a produce. I'm market. not going. Like, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. I'm sure uh, I'll get emails. Like, you have your market? No, I'm not. I'll wear heels that night. So. <laughs> That's great. That's great. Awesome. Is there anything else, or is it just those two um, items uh, as no, far as I plugs? Well. I am actually currently the Woman of Impact candidate for the American Heart Association. Yes. It's very rare that a Woman of Impact candidate is not somebody that's been directly affected personally by heart disease or stroke. Sure. And while it's rampant in my family, um, and the American Heart Association does wonderful things for research for heart and stroke disease and health and CPR awareness, they help fund a large portion of the work that I do in the community to include my prescription for produce program and a lot of the uh, the healthy rewards components of our produce markets. And I've had that relationship with them for about two years. What's wonderful about them as an organization is that most nonprofits, much less the large nonprofits, it is hard to see their direct impact on a day-to-day basis. Yeah. But if you go to one of our produce markets, you will see the direct impact of the American Heart Association Mm -hmm. on nutrition equity in San Antonio. Mm. Um, They have helped me to distribute, along with 55 other organizations, over 4 million pounds. I'll cry. Um, Over 4 million pounds of produce in two and a half years. And so that is why I'm the Woman of Impact candidate. I'm also the stroke the equity hero for the American Stroke Association this year. Are the, the I know I saw this for Women of Impact. I don't know if it's the same for the second one you just mentioned. Can people still vote for that? So on Women of Impact, uh, we're raising funds right now. Oh, actually. okay. And so um, there is a site. I'll give you the link to put it. Okay, up. sure. And there's a donor site where people can make donations. There'll also be a couple of events over the next month that we'll be posting on my own social media, which is Puta Della Fruta, and on the Big Fresh Market box that tell you places that you can go and engage with me to raise money for the Heart Association throughout the rest of the month. Mm-hmm. And that'll be at, like, Rerooted Wine Bar on March the 31st. We'll okay. have a progressive wine tasting. All proceeds will go to the American Heart Association. And we'll do some similar fundraising events like that in March, um, typically probably with a good kind as well. And so oh, yeah. that'll all come up on my social media, and it'll okay. give people opportunities not just to donate through the website, but come out, meet me in person, eat food with me, drink wine with me sometimes, Yay. And, um, <laughs> and talk produce and, and learn more about the Heart sure. Association's work in San Antonio. Yeah, for sure. I'll keep an eye out for those two. Rooted, is that the one by, um, is that the wine bar by the Tower of Americas? Yes, Rerooted. Um, Rerooted. My friend Jennifer Beckman owns Rerooted 210. Oh, she nice. is the wine lady. I am the produce lady. Puta de la vino. Yeah. No, that doesn't Yo, go yeah, together. No. And she is. <laughs> what's really cool about her place, and, and beside, outside of the fact that she supports so many lo- local organizations, mm-hmm. and she's done a lot of these wine tastings and supported organizations like the, like the Girl Scouts and Dress for Success and a whole lot of other people, um, she is the foremost authority on wine in San Antonio. I'm biased because that's my friend, but... She talks about wine the way that I talk about produce, and those grapes are not really the same as the way I talk about grapes. <laughs> if yeah. you've never been to Rerooted at the Hemisphere, right? Oh, I don't have to um, go. Yeah, it's, you, it's small. It's real. It's kind of hidden. It's super cool, too. I mean, like she meant, when you go in, comment on how much you like the shelves with the wine, and uh, she'll appreciate that. And tell her thing <laughs> you. Be like, the Buddha told me to tell you I like your shelves. But when you go it's in... It's not a euphemism. Yeah. <laughs> when you go in there, if you go in and you know a lot about wine, or you really like wine, right? Mm-hmm. You go in there... Don't know shit about and wine. And you feel super freaking cool being in there, you know? If you go in there, you know shit about wine. Like, I'm terrible. <laughs> like, I can tell you all the differences between, like, like 30 kinds of apples, but I can't... I And I, and I like wine, right? But I can't drink it and be like, this is from this region, and this is why it's right. Oh, yeah. We're not small. No, 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 no. That's, that's what Jennifer Beckman and my friend James are for. I drink wine in a box. Yes. Yeah. And, uh, and she will, too, um, sometimes. But when you go in there, even if you don't know anything about it, right, you will feel cool, cool being there. You will I'm not gonna, be uncomfortable. I'm going to take a picture like, there, and I'm going to tag you. you know, I'm, like, I feel that cool right now, Julie. I'm not feeling cool yet. I'm feeling cool. And I knocked the shelves down. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna get an angry text from her. Um, but it, it is. 
is, and she's been recognized pretty widely at this oh, point. Cool. She's been a lot of, I've been on every Re-rooted. news channel. She's probably been on more of them than me, but um, always a super good time. I'm, I'm really looking forward to that event. That'll be a progressive wine tasting with five different ones and uh, produce like focused bites by five local chefs as well. Oh, nice. Cool. So they're going to pair them together? Yes. And all of the wines are supposed to be, she may change this on me, but they're going to be reds and rosés. You'll get to have it paired. Uh, the St. Phillips Culinary Students will be there. Oh, um, okay. Shout out. Yep. There you go. I, I even, we talked about that earlier. I didn't even told you. The St. Phillips Culinary Students will be there. Um, as well as Chef Toby Soto um, and Chef Edward Villarreal, who just recently opened the Mexicana Cafe over on El Paso and Guadalupe. Oh, okay. Get him on for a different show. Um, he has special restaurants. I'm going to get all these names from and, you. Uh, <laughs> and then also a um, Too Hot for TABC, which is a food truck in the Port Davis Mountains from another vineyard. And they'll be cooking there as well. Too Hot for TABC. Oh, yeah. It was open because of COVID. That's so that funny. You couldn't, you couldn't keep your tasting room open unless you served food, right? Oh. And so um, my my best friend, uh, who used to be my former business partner, he parked a food truck on that vineyard where he helps produce that wine. Nice. Serving salesperson. And, um, and he's run a food truck from there ever since. When I first met him, he was like, I'm a chef. And I laughed at him. Um, and we cook together all the time still now. And so he'll be in town doing that. And so there'll be some really great bites. The shows are all yeah, around. for sure. That you yeah. said that was in when? March the thirty first. Yeah. It's the last Friday of March. Okay. Oh. Well, we will definitely be sharing that one as well. That one actually sounds well. They all sound fun, but mm-hmm. I mean, wine. That was the adult time. It says here it's a dessert wine. Where's that from? Uh, I don't know. Oh, um. <laughs> Come on, ladies. Oh man. Come on. Don't, don't do this know. to me. Don't do this to me. From Greece. Oh, that's right. I don't. Yeah. You no. don't remember that? No. And they have the sleepover. And, and she she's shows up. The Twinkies. She's like, can I eat the Twinkies with the wine? It says it's a dessert wine. Jen Beckman does a. She just finished doing it because Girl Scout cookie season, I think, is open. Yeah. Over. But she pairs Girl Scout cookies with her wines. Oh boy. Her wines are all locally made. Also, she has her own blends, and they are being um, poured out of a tap. And one of the really cool things about what she does and the sustainability of it is that her wine bottles, when she fills them for you, they're corked almost like a cider bottle. And then you can bring them back and you can exchange them out. They don't have stickers on them. They get a hanging I love that. That's more sustainable because wine producers and notorious wasters. uh, Growler. Yeah. Oh, she has that too. Join the wine club also. but it, it, that's more sustainable. It leaves a smaller footprint. And that For is one sure. of the ways that winemakers are trying to become more sustainable. Yeah. With less of the, the stickers. We need to do bottle. that with a lot of different packaging of food. Because mm-hmm. I, one, do not trust our recycling system. I just don't think it's do, do, being done properly. Actually, yeah. I actually read that we don't we don't even know where to, to put this, right? So it's really not. Mm-hmm. So I just start thinking about those things like... Um, different ways to package food and how we could be better. I mean, I I just recently learned that I should be taking off stickers off of things. Right. Have never done that. And and that's the same thing where like most of us want to like understand what we should be doing to like reduce our footprint mm-hmm. or understand like climate adaptation and recycling. And just like with food, right? Nobody's having those conversations no. with us and we don't know where to go to have them. Where to ask that? I'm like, am I doing this right? Am I even doing this right? Yeah. Go to the food policy council meetings. That would be my last. Question. I am. I am. Yes, and I am going to go because listen, when we met last year, you actually gave me. You told me about the food policy council, and listen, I none of the things you told me I listened to. That's just who I am. But I promise you, I will now. We have a chicken walk coming up. That and it's not pluggable yet. It's not going to be like way until May. But a we, chicken walk. We do a chicken walk every year. It's like a, it's a tour of coops. So okay, not up. like a chicken walk to cook, like a walk. Oh, no, 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 no. That's funny. <laughs> I, was like, I once got yelled at at a, at a dinner we were going to do because we had done a dinner, like a farm dinner, and they cooked goats. And then they were like, we're going to go to this goat farm. And I'm like, hell yeah, where are we going to eat this time? And they're like, they only make milk and cheese out of these, Jamie. And I got in trouble. <laughs> oh, uh, but we put them on a spit. The la- Like, how do you know? That, um, that's hilarious. <laughs> but that's a good place. And so the chicken walk. So what Leslie does with the group is they put together a tour of, like, really cool chicken coops around the city. 
we try to keep them in certain areas, you know. Sure. And then you get to go and you drive to each house, like a tour of homes, and you check out their <laughs> chicken coops. And then at the end of it, everybody groups up for, like, a party. And this last year, because I went to the party this last year, they, like, because I helped plan the party, they made me do the chicken walk. And we had a chicken walk dance. <laughs> so, I, like, contest. So, people, like, did, like, I'm doing the chicken walk right now. Um, people danced around doing the chicken walk, and we judged it. But... Um, I would do a tootsie roll with a little bit of chicken. Yeah, there you, there you go. Then yeah. you win the coop. We also um, <laughs> do a drawing, like a raffle for a coop. You, when somebody wins what? To their own coop home. I will dance like a chicken all so day coop. long for a freaking yeah. coop. Yeah. You can find info for that on the Food Policy Council website and on our social media. And if you just search Food Policy Council San Antonio, all of that pops up too. All right, definitely doing that. So next, uh, my favorite part of this is our rapid fire question. And I'm going to ask you a couple of regular ones, but I also created some that are food related. Okay. Okay. Mm -hmm. So, uh, are you ready? Mm -hmm. Rapid fire. Okay. Don't think about it. Okay. Shameless guilty pleasure. Oh, um, <laughs> I'd say Coke. Okay. Fair. Uh, what is your theme song? Do you have a theme song? Oh, I do actually. What I have is a that? couple. If they made a movie about me and there was like a panning like shot of like the opening, um, <laughs> that, that song Green Onions would play in the background behind me. Green Onions. That's yep. that's uh, appropriate. Mm -hmm. All right. Okay. Green Onions. Writing that one down. All right. And. Um, that's funny. I never thought about it that way either. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you get the best of me when. Oh, when I've been appropriately fed. Honestly. <laughs> like, a lot of people have said that. Food. And that's I, funny. I don't get. I don't put put down when people are I don't pick up what people are putting down because it's like you still are doing this and you're not feeding your guests wow <laughs> um <laughs> literally three people have said that and they're probably like hint hint and I'm just like cool let's move on to the next one <laughs> all right these are going to be food related okay. real quick blueberries or strawberries strawberries coffee or tea oh, um tea corn or flour tortillas flour Ooh. That was the easy one. <laughs> <laughs> no brainer. Okay. <laughs> Beef or chicken? Are you talking about fajitas? Sure. Okay. Um, ooh, I always get mixed. Dang. Yeah. Bananas or apples? Bananas. Kale or spinach? <laughs> um, kale. Chayote squash or zucchini squash? Oh, that's tough. That's not even fair because I got to make calamacita. Um, <laughs> chayote squash, actually. All right. Yeah. I'm going to have to get on the chayote, you know. It has a little bone in the middle. You just like it doesn't right taste out. bad. It, it doesn't. To I've me, it reminds me of almost like a potato for some it. reason. So it, it probably kind of reminds you of like the flavor and the texture of a cucumber without any seeds. Yeah. And it takes on the flavor of anything. It um, does. And you can eat it raw. Never tried it raw, yeah. but and you can, put it on like, my to-do list. You can, you can peel it. You can, you can cook it with the peel on it. But I like to do a little peel on it. And if you, like, chop it up kind of small, you know, like, keep it like a cucumber. Um, chop it up, thin, small, cube it. I like little slices with a little red onion, oil and nice. vinegar. Mm, I feel like I would chop it up real, like, in small little, like, cube it. It's and then with ground beef. Yeah. No, totally. It's really good like that, too. Man. Yeah. I'm hungry, guys. <laughs> okay, here's another hint. All right, for the next guest, okay. I guess I'm feeding you. You're lucky, thanks to these girls. <laughs> like, now we have to feed everybody. <laughs> well, let me connect you with my big Fresh Market box gal. Mm -hmm. She will gladly feed you. Awesome. Well, um, thank you so much again for being on. Thank I you. really... Feel free to invite me back. We will we'll invite you back, yes, of course. Um. Were you going to say something? I'm sorry. Oh, no. I was just going to say that you, like, really inspired me. I didn't know all your story. Um, and I, I really appreciate you sharing even, like, the darker moments and sure. just being vulnerable and, Thank and you. being here. I, Thank like, you. Yeah. You've, like, inspired me. You all made it a very comfortable space. I appreciate it. Well, I'm glad. Yeah. I was like, is it too hot in here? Does it smell funny in here? <laughs> Do I smell funny? I'm just kidding. Should I bring food out? <laughs> well, that's where you should. There was a yes. <laughs> that's hilarious. No, but seriously, I second what Kat said. I do appreciate you being vulnerable and trusting us in this space. You don't know me. You don't know Kat. But it's like I feel like I've known you for years and years and years now. And I really do mean that. Um, but, yes, I, I also, like I said, you got me thinking about a lot of different things. I've shared with you what I want to do. I 
I am still in the brainstorming process, but I also feel like I need to at least start it because it's got to start, right? Even right. if it's something small and then it'll grow from there. But um, I, I'm definitely excited about, you know, connecting with a lot of the people that you mentioned, especially the Food Policy Council, because I feel like they will be an excellent resource, yes. at least for me, you know, understanding things like or getting I, I wrote it down. I wrote it down as um, having a civic mindset. Because, um, you know, speaking candidly, I I don't. And I think a lot of it comes from how I feel about politics. But um, it doesn't all have to be the way that I think about politics. Right. It could be very different. So I'm, I, for me, I'm inspired to uh, build a civic mindset. Because I think that the vision that I have is going to require some of that. Yeah. And you're like that. civic mindset meets entrepreneur. Yeah. Plus passion. I always, I, I will tell you that like. Being civically minded does not always mean being political. And I think that mm. most of the time it means, you know, understanding how we want to be a part of something together mm-hmm. and know how to smash like the bullshit of politics yeah. with mm. what that is. For sure. Yeah. I was going to ask, is there like a, um, like some sort of like female or women council for produce? Like, can we start a gang? Um, there is not that. We could absolutely start a gang. Um, yes. <laughs> I have I'll make the, the jackets. Mafia before. Um, <laughs> we'll have to bring Mike along, but he's everybody likes Mike, so um, there is not that really, and and there there probably should be in the United States. Probably at this point, more women now than ever are like involved in produce and its distribution and in leadership and owning companies. For sure, in San Antonio, there have only ever been five women to be listed as an owner of a produce distribution company yeah. here. I am one of them. Um, mm. It's really, really fascinating. Mm-hmm. Um, part of why I do this is because I love being part of the history of what that yeah. is, yeah. you know, and understanding what that food is and where it comes from. And so, you know, when, when, you're, when you're like, is it because women can't get along with women? And I'm like, in my mind, I'm like, no, it's because the Gonzaleses don't like the Catalanes and the bar ships control all the bananas, but they control like property and the original terminal markets owned by five families like oh. and so there is there's a storied history there that at sometimes is is you know a little eh. and at other times though and, and we have one of the largest still one of the largest terminal markets in the united states here um if you knew the history and how hispanic people here have come up and risen from it and some of us have empowered each other while others of us still hold each other down like, you can do an entire series on what that I is. I was just thinking, I'm calling Netflix. There needs to be a documentary yeah. about this. Oh, yeah. Like, you could, you could do a whole thing about it, and um, and and you would learn, like, why food has flowed the way that it has. Yeah. It's an amazing, amazing story. I've, I've tried to tap into things that were, like, that Civic Leadership Academy with the Chamber. Um, you should look at applying for... Um, and I, I rarely say this because I'm not a big fan of the Hispanic Chamber. I was I'm very light brown, and I was raised in the '90s, and they were not very accepting of me. Not the Chamber, but it was. You're if you're from right, you're from here. Like, you know, why why do you look that way? Why aren't you dark enough? Why don't you speak this? Yep. Um, and like, and so then I didn't count. Um, but I was never white enough for the white kids, you know. And so, um, but. The Latino Leadership Institute is also a good like thing to participate in. Mm-hmm. They're they're taking applications right now. Um, both of you would probably do really well in it, and and it gets you involved. You'll become part of a clique of women um, that do like come like, do community work that are inspired to be civic leaders of a variety of different kinds. But it's a great organization, and I know a number of people that have gone through it. And they often they offer scholarships also. What is it called? The Latina Leadership Institute, the oh. LLI. And um, the person that started that was Erica Proctor, which is the mayor's wife. They're like in their 13th cycle or something like that now. Yeah. And it's under it's funded like within the Hispanic Chamber. Yeah. And they do they do great work. You know, they do really cool stuff. Um, I did a different one that wasn't just a bunch of Hispanic women, which still do it. It's super good. That was not for me. <laughs> and so, and they, and at one point it was like, why are you going to do the North Chamber and not this one, Jamie? And I'm like, because you ask that way also, you know, <laughs> like, super good. Like that would be a good space to be in, not just for like the work that you're doing here, but also the other community work sure. that you're doing. 
Um, yeah. There's not enough of what you two are doing at like this level in your podcast that's promoted enough in the in the community. Yeah. And the types of people that you're trying to bring on and the variety of people, more people should know about that. Um, yeah. That's the type of organization that helps people like all those ladies when they're in the podcast. Like, oh, yeah, we're <laughs> We are down, down. Yeah. yeah. Emily and Tattoo Herrero come on just so they can cry for two hours. Straight. Oh, no. <laughs> I'll make sure to have my tissues plenty. Yeah, and we'll people, give them money. <laughs> people give them money every time they cry. So. Oh, boy. Oh, Those yeah. are the Foot Lotus Coffee people. Oh, oh I love okay. it there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And they do love it there, and I do love them. Um, but if they cry, people have no money. <laughs> and they start cry, crying right now. They cry the through their entire Pecha Kucha. And my husband and I, we've known them for a number of years. They cried through their entire Pecha Kucha. Theirs was during COVID. You can watch it on YouTube. Go search Pecha okay. Kucha on YouTube. You'll find the whole channel. They cry, like, almost the whole time. And it was really, like, they have a nice story. But, like, I also feed people, so it's not as an emotional story for me. <laughs> and my husband is like, oh, they're crying again. <laughs> <laughs> and I am, too. Las Lloronas. Like, yeah. He was like, if you go up there and you do that, I will fucking boo you. And so I told him that I was going to start. They let you do like a little thing before you actually start. And I was like, I'm going to thank everybody. And that I promised myself I wasn't going to do two things. Um, one of them is I'm not going to cry the whole time because if I do, my family will heckle me. And um, and I'm also not going to curse this like the whole time. And then I'm gonna <laughs> That's probably hard. hard. And then I'm going to go, so let's get this shit started. That's my <laughs> opening. That's my dead opening right there. So let's get this shit started and just ruin it from the beginning. I kind of want to make you a shirt that says, I'm not going to cry at my Pecha Kucha. I'm not going to cry. That's funny. I would have <laughs> heard it that day. Too. That's, that's <laughs> a good one. That's a good <laughs> one. I'm not going to cry today. Um, <laughs> and my first line I already know is, for as long as I can remember, all I ever want to do is feed people. I've said it before to people. But when I told my mom that the other day, I almost started to cry. And she's like, you said you weren't going to cry. And I'm like, oh, God. I'm not. I'm not going to cry. I'm I have something in my surprised. eye. What are you talking yeah. about? I'm not even allergies. Gonna cry contact. Is it allergies? Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you. Really. Yes. I enjoyed this. Yeah. Awesome. And I I really enjoyed it too. I learned a lot of different yeah, things. I Kat agree. learned a lot of different things. Um and like I said earlier, a lot of good um resources that you shared and I hopefully even the audience, right? The listeners gain something from this conversation. Mm-hmm. Um at the very least, um go get a big fresh market box. Yeah. Or have one delivered. Don't go get it. Or can you go get it? <laughs> Or we, we prefer you not get it. Okay. Uh, you can. You, you, you go. I, I wouldn't take it to your house. Okay. Like, like, a lot of people are like, no, I'll just go get it. It's inconvenient. I'm like, no, literally, that's the part that's inconvenient. That's Let me my... just take it to your door. Yeah. yeah just, we're, not, we're not saving anything yeah. by you coming. And do you all deliver to, like, apartments, too? Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And yeah. if you live on base, I'll meet you at the visitor center. Nice. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Like, I do that at Lackland. I'll meet people at the visitor mm-hmm. center. That's cool. So, if you have a door. That's what she said. You need mm-hmm. you need a shirt that says that. If that you have a door, too, and he kind of laughed. I was like, "If you have a door, I'm gonna get it there." And he was like, "Oh my god!" I was like, "No, I'm serious." <laughs> <laughs> I'm not kidding. I'm not kidding. You haven't seen where I've gone. Yeah. Um, yeah. If you have a door, I'll get it there. I take it to people's businesses too. That's why I deliver on Tuesday. Right on, ladies. Well, it is that time. But we will have. We will definitely. I'm gonna take you up on that offer. Yes. Um, because there's lots to talk about, and we have work to do. Um, I have work to do. You're doing enough work. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but yeah, so if you are new to the show, thank you for following. We appreciate it. Definitely appreciate the support. Um, you can catch us. So our Instagram is going to be off underscore the cuff podcast. Uh, you can find the podcast on iTunes or Spotify. Those are the two platforms where we are currently, um, putting the show out on for now. Maybe that'll change in the future. I keep yeah, saying that. We, we can grow up and, you know, be on YouTube. We need video. We need video. We'll get there. We'll get there. We'll get there. But I dressed based on the fact that I knew that you only did this. Oh, no, I still would have worn this. But yeah. I had yeah. That moment, I'm like, they just take pictures. They don't do video. I've seen that. We're going to so. take a picture. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I already saw it in my head right there. Yep. Dan yep. behind you. Oh, okay. nice. Yeah. Make sure yeah. you show your... Your oh, yeah. I have that shirt in pink. Oh, nice. <laughs> yeah. When they came, when their little pop-up, they came, I bought a bunch of stuff. Um, I did too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love them. They're a good, good company. 
Um, but yeah, definitely um, stay tuned for our next episode. We hope that you enjoyed this one. We will have all of the details in the show in our show notes. If y'all have any questions, I'm sure uh, Jamie it will be happy to answer any questions you have. But definitely, uh, I'm, I know I speak for all of me and Kat. We are very excited to see what else is to come for Big Fresh Market Box. I'm excited to try it out. Um, and then, yeah, when I get my box, I'm going to talk about it on the Instagram page so that everybody knows what it's about. Yep. So, yep. Again, thank you so much for being on the show. We really, really appreciate yeah, it. Thank you guys. Great thank conversation. You so but anyways, y'all, that is the show. Everybody have a great evening. Peace. Big love, y'all.